Welcome, everybody, once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, and as always, I'm joined here today with Keith Denny. Uh, we'll be having Tim Malloy join us in one of the upcoming episodes, but for now, we're rocking it with just myself and Keith, and today we'll be talking about the new biopic, uh, I think you could say, that's come out about the father of Serena and Venus Williams, King Richard. Um by Richard about Richard Williams and um, how he came up with this plan to make his daughters tennis superstars. And, you know, they went on to achieve those dreams, but, you know, and even reach well beyond that um, past the timeline of this movie, but it's focused here um, really on his perspective. And for a lot of people, they felt like that was, you know, controversial to center around him called the king richard when it's about the father i mean like we wouldn't care about him as a figure without the two of them so they're like why is it centered with him and i think the film you can have a lot of back and forth about that question but if you watch it it's actually really clear why the film takes the narrative that direction um so i guess from here on out we'll be jumping all the way in the spoiler. So if you don't want to be spoiled, this is your moment to pause, go to HBO Max right now, check it out or the theaters and then return and hear all about the movie and our thoughts. So that's all of our spoiler warning. So Keith, I'll hand it off to you. What did you think of the film? Mm. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, um, and especially as far as like biops go. And, and I was thinking about that too. Like, I think that that was a very, um, interesting choice to focus more on the story of the father and the father being the main protagonist other than it being rather focused more so on Venus and Serena Williams. But as it turned out, in my opinion, I thought that that was a great decision or to, to pivot in, into that direction from a writing standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. because, because, it, because he makes a very interesting central character in a way that I don't know if a young Venus and a young Serena would have made as much. So in the film. well, I think if you make it, if you send it, well, okay, there's a couple of things. Um, the movie is not about so okay, when you're telling the story of the Williams sisters, you're not gonna pick one or, or the or the other in all right. likelihood. So there's first that issue: whose story are you telling Serena or or um Venus? The other thing, though, is you know, as you said, their father, Richard, is a very compelling character. Mm-hmm. Um, are they necessarily compelling? And the thing is, you know, I think the things that make them very compelling um, people, like their competitiveness, um, while interesting, it's kind of hard to write a narrative around mm-hmm. uh, because they were so dominant. There's not a lot. of I mean, there's definitely adversity. Some really great stories, actually, um, including, you know, something like Serena Will while winning uh, a Grand Slam, well, a Grand Slam, excuse me. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I can't remember if it was Wimbledon. She won one of the 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 major tournaments while she was pregnant. Like that was crazy. Right, um, right. But you know, it's just like achievement, achievement, achievement. Um, and, and the thing is, the things that make it most compelling are the things that they probably can't jump deep into, which is the really uh, harsh blowback they got from the tennis community as they became champions and, and, you know, all time hall of fame level champions, they still were getting 
you know, a lot of controversy that came, it would seem mostly from the color of their skin. But if you're going back and you're looking at, at Richard, there's just a whole lot there that's immediately uh, relatable. And, um, you know, as far as like the issues he's going through, and also he's a very flawed character. They don't try to make him out to be like a perfect father here. And I think that honestly, I was shocked by that. I did not know they were going to do some of the things they did. And I was like, I'm just watching the movie. I didn't know I was going to watch. I thought this would be something a lot with a lot more fluff. Well, like mm. only fluff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because because of also because of Will Smith kind of plays a part in 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 that having that idea about it, I think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's got to that point of being such a megastar and like a household name. And he normally plays heroes. I mean, a little bit no, now, later on in his career, he might play a little bit more of a flawed character. More flawed characters, more old man characters. He yeah. normally is, doesn't play a guy who isn't attractive in some way and or the slickest right. in the room kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like almost like the um, the quint, quint, what was it, quintessential hero type of character. Kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, it was, I think that it was very interesting in seeing him in this role. I also think, this goes back to my whole thing about the whole prodigy conversation we had, like when we was talking about Queen Gambit and how I don't believe in child prodigies, that it all goes back to how how a child is raised and what you what 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 you instill in them. Like he had a plan for them before they was even born. Yeah. So and he and he drilled it. And it and it makes sense. That's another part why I think it was such an interesting decision to have the father be the main character in the story because I think it takes away that whole, um, I guess, cloak that we have, this veil that we have when it comes to superstars, as if they're like they like they're they, just born like they just born natural. Like there is a now, mind you, there is a natural thing that's there, meaning. Mm-hmm. Like I think, for example, I Mike Tyson, for example, right? Okay. At his core, he is naturally a fighter and he's naturally a warrior at heart, right? Okay. But that had to be cultivated in some type of way or form, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he grew up in a pretty rough environment too. There were things that like that played a part in that. Yeah, they're almost like if you're thinking of a way you might, um, you know. M- as a blacksmith continue to, to you know why that iron is hot you know shape it as needed beat it to where you need it to be you know that's kind of you know how iron mike is right but you then know, you without, got without that hard circumstance he might not be that and and i'm not trying to take none away from floyd mayweather but you got fighters like floyd mayweather who is probably one of the best fighters in the world but he's also had been cultivated to be that way since he was a kid Right. Oh, you I mean his know. father? Yeah, but I don't know if he would have naturally have been a fighter or a warrior, you know, outside mm-hmm. of that. Right. So I do think that there is a natural element to it, but for the most part, it's what someone is cultivated from 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 childhood on forward. But see, I think, you know, it's funny because I hear you say that, and I really feel like I I I regret I didn't read a little bit more. I read a lot of the so-called controversy about, you know, centering the story around the, the dad. 
um, before I, I watched the movie, and I wish I had seen what people were saying, but one of the whole issues with the Williams sisters in general was, you know, it was almost like, and again, the film isn't really talking about their professional careers. It's it's like how they, they you know, the, the story of them getting there, which actually is a very incredible story. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a lot of talk about like, you know, well, they ain't playing the game the right way, or they like, you know, they're physically gifted to be like that almost like makes it like unfair you know to the other like that kind of shit like it, it like it was nothing about like you know so they might hit it hard but they're precise you know what i mean like you can't even return to serve kind of stuff you know right and and like that is you know it, it's just i wish the film had, had an opportunity to talk a little bit about that but again it's just i i think so what the movie what did saying? what it was supposed to do. Like, oh. you know, with the scope it had, it, it it was like, okay, here's the scope of our story. And I think it was very smart by the filmmakers to say, we're going to stick right here. And we're going to handle this particular part. And I thought most of the decisions they made from a storytelling standpoint and um, like the, the different sorts of things that they went through to kind of showcase the difficulties that they had, which funny enough, hell, it's almost like black people getting away more than white folks in some cases. Um, but just showing the different struggles they had, you know, I thought was the way it was done was, yeah, I just thought they made better choices than I just assumed going in that they would make. Right. Yeah, but he he had an actual plan, you know, from, from start to finish. What, what was the quote that he said that that you know it was the old quote that you if, know, if you if you uh, fail to plan you plan to fail plan to fail and that's that's real talk you know he had that all set up from beginning to end and so it's like there's not really the advantage that they had is, was the fact that their father had already had this instilled and had this plan for him and it's and we gotta think of it I I look at it from this p- point of view. A part of what have given some white, most the majority of white people advantage in this country is what their parents have passed down onto them. Now, okay. to them, it's like, oh, I don't have anything extra. White privilege doesn't exist because they don't know how the other people live. They don't know that other people are not being taught like financial literacy in the way that you are. Right. Or, right. or, or, or you know, anything about investing or like the simple things, you know, like like they teach it, they, they're taught to have a plan and to be on the defense, whereas black people and a lot of my, a lot of other minorities are always on the offense when it comes to living. Like how, how, I'm, how I'm gonna make it, how I'm gonna pay my rent this month type of deal, you know? And then yeah. when we do get an extra bit of money because we're not educated and we don't have a plan sometimes, we just go and we splurge and we spend all that money because we don't yeah. know what else to do with it besides spend it or pay bills. And so I, mm-hmm. I look at it like that is that it just came down with the fact that this man had a plan and he was, and he was going to follow through with it with those, with those girls. Well, I mean, the other thing too, though, is like, this is a movie that I think really if you let it breathe and you really just kind of can watch it without 
the outside conversation really like enveloping how you you view it there's a lot of really interesting ways that they kind of show from a um like a lifestyle standpoint and a um and just like a, a moral attitude of like what the the parents are thinking as they move among the world like there's a lot you know, like the fact that they have young girls, you know, comes up multiple times and like how you need to be more protective of them. And part of that is, you know, you just don't want nobody messing with them or, you know, like you in a certain neighborhood, all that. The other thing is, you know, they are of a generation. And again, like these are things that if if you're black thinking about this might come up more than like these subcontexts you're thinking about if you're like you're white because you might not even consider some of this stuff but that parent group is of the generation where black people and a lot of them are like first generation college and there's a couple of moments where Richard mentions like we're not always gonna live like this you know and to him the fast track to that this plan you know, and making sure that the mom working extra shifts and this and that so they can make it for right now. Part All this is to go with that plan so that Venus and Serena can, you know, uh, help support the family. And there's just a lot there that sounds crazy on paper. You know, um, he's going around all these people. And the thing is, him being black, you know, it can make them be even more dismissive. But you got to remember, like they're they're in Cali. A lot of people come to them with wild stories, and there's no reason not to be dismissive. Because most of the time, people come to you with a lot of gumption and nothing to back it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a town of lies. People say all kind of stuff. So somebody come in and say, "I got two two kids of mine going to be some of the best tennis stars you've ever seen." You're like, okay, you know. And then he's from Compton. They're like, all right, well, sure. That sounds crazy, you know, um, but over time, eventually found Richard th- through a lot of effort, like really showing that grit, that grind to try to like make that happen. Um, you know, I, it, it's crazy because like it's a movie, so it kind of happens slick and, you know, in some ways. But I mean, think about like the real life story of that, like having to like go in these country clubs and then try to convince somebody for free to teach your daughter, basically sponsor their training, uh, their matches, you know, their equipment, all that, with the promise that, like, you know, they'll get a cut or whatever's coming up later. Um, man, like, that's hard. It's it's hard, but he didn't make it seem like it was hard. Meaning, like, mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. we see in the character that there were moments where he was like, he, he may have been like, you know what, forget this. But for the most part, Cause this is what I was thinking. Like, what made him even think? Like, what was the first moment that he said? I really wish they had shared that. Yeah, that's a great but, point. That's because, the only thing the movie is really missing to me. Yeah, and I, and I'm cool with not having it. But the point is that for you to be that passionate about something and believe in it so much, it has to be from a higher power. Like, <laughs> real talk. Like, <laughs> it literally would have to be from a higher power because most people are not built that way. Like you, mm-hmm. there had to have been something because you gotta think he had other businesses that were that failed, right? Well, so, that's what he said. We know a lot of people who say they got a lot of businesses. Well, the, the, his wife mentioned them too. 
that he had a lot. No, of no, she did, she up. did. But he also is is a dude to point out because they weren't throwing that out of nowhere. He really was back in the day talking all these reports saying a bunch of crazy stuff like he because right. he did but something about whatever building it was in in New York. I think it was a Chrysler building, whichever he said. It, it was just like, all right, sure. But how was it that out of all those things, the thing that he believed in the most was that thing that was going to be tennis star? Because he said it ain't a lot of us out here. Like, his man, yeah. like, think think about this. Hold on, hold on. So just to be because we know what that means, but, like, you know, for, for people who ain't reading the subtext of that, that is we more athletic than them. We should be able to do this. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, what do you, what do you even come? You know what I'm saying? Like, that had to been, that had to been something. something I mean, that now, like, for you, I would love to see how you got there. But that'd be like me talking about how, like, this a several million examples of this where, like, you have a position in a sport, and then you're looking and you're going, why can't a black person do that? Like, why don't we have any of those? Like, quarterback was like that until. Hell, I guess like 10 years ago when we started getting more That's black true. quarterbacks. Now most of the league's good quarterbacks are black, you know. But even now, like, okay, like if you look at kickers, right, in football, you got all these, like, athletes who are real fast and real – maybe, like, they ain't got no hands. They can't catch nothing. Why can't they be a field goal kicker? They right. fast. You could do a lot better but, uh, but, fake field goals with, with a you know, somebody who quick like that. Yeah, they don't but, get them no position. That's that's um, but how do you, how do you have that much passion to know that your child, your ch- children that have not even been born yet? Oh no, he just he just came up with that. Yeah, and then not only on top of that, but you knew that both of them were gonna be were gonna be stars, and they were both like he 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 had it to the point. Like I was telling my girl, I said this. It was set up to a point where. At one point in time, they only competition was each other. No, okay. So this is the thing that like, for real, I think kind of the, the movie. The only reason I wish they went a little further in the story is because it's glossing over how crazy what happened was in the in the immediate aftermath of that. Because like I was real, real, real young. I think that match is like 94, 95. So I'm like seven. I think yeah, seven at the time, and um, I I had known it's just weird because the movie was making me flash back because I had forgotten a ton of this stuff, but it was like I was alive when it happened and watching it as a young kid, and people were blown away that the number one player in the world had to pull off that stunt, right? Just to even stay in the match because she was going to get blown out. Yes, like it was going to be straight set, straight sets, two sets, like six three, six, six, two, six, three kind of thing. Like, you know, like it, it was ridiculous. So you gotta like we had these prodigies coming back to back, which was crazy. So yeah, Venus, boom. Then like, man, she y'all ain't seen Serena yet, but Serena come in, boom. It just then like a couple years after that, Tiger Woods come in. You know, Tiger Woods won the Masters. I think he was 18 or 19. It was crazy. It didn't even make any sense. It was like, where are these people coming from? Because remember, Tiger Woods' dad is like this, really, too. Mm-hmm. So these two men, you know, just randomly kind of find well, – I say I should not say randomly. They it, – it, well, it, it's coincidence that the two men at the same time were 
building prodigies in these sports that normally were dominated by people who, you know, weren't black and well, not even just not black, just you know, a non-white person coming in and playing well in that sport, those sports are rare anyway. But then just the way it just so happened that they were the way they were brought up was so similar in, in some ways, as far as like their fathers having vision for where they were gonna go so early. Mm-hmm. And of yeah. course, part of the reason why it, it was hard for people of color to get into those sports because it costs <laughs> you had to have some some money to even train in those particular and whether it's tennis or golf. But that's now. why it's crazy though that you know they were so impressive uh that you know <laughs> they were like, well, well, I guess we gotta give us a shot. And, and actually, funny enough, what did you think of um, the scene early on where you got that first group of uh, agents trying to sign them for $100,000 and how you kept saying incredible in different ways? Like, did, would you have read that the same way in that moment and said something about it that way? Nah, nah I mean, that was that was that he was rude as hell, but I um. Would you have picked up on what he picked up on or felt like that's what was happening? I would have picked up on it, but I may not have been as offended as he was. But then he did tell a story into, like, why he feels that way when it comes to white people. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that gives us an insight into his character. And I think that that was extremely I, – I like that they threw that in there because – his behavior was like so random. You're like, damn, what the hell was he doing it? And then you're thinking he throwing away an opportunity. And he kind of go to like one of those things where he he had so he seemed to have had so much foresight. And the whole thing wasn't so much about chasing money, but it was about like building a legacy in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you gotta just think he had this the one coach pretty much taking care of them for nothing. Mm-hmm. He didn't see no, you know, I guess any profit to later on, right? Yeah. yeah any return of his them... investment, the the coach that-, that Oh, he, uh, I mean, he got that money back plenty and more, but- Yeah, but, um... but that was after years of having, of like pretty much taking care of the whole family and training mm-hmm. them for free. Yeah, ought to be right? hot. So, so he had- <laughs> So that was some finessing going on there on on, on Rich's part, but also yeah, yeah, the coach had to have be- believed in them enough to be like, oh, well, man. They, but but they you did. know what? Hold up, let, let's let, let's let's speak truth to this though. See, we call it finessing, and at the same time, that's what, that's what everybody else normally gets who's that good. Well, right. actually, it'd be people who ain't nowhere near that as good as them getting the same stuff. But you know, another thing that he has said, and I think that probably went over people's head about them not getting burnt out mm-hmm. like pretty much j- throwing them into like the juniors and having them work and grind and stuff when they really need to be children at that at that time mm-hmm. and he also put an emphasis on having fun with the game too and being humble being humble the humble thing was real big um but but also like being fun having fun with the game because this this thing i'm not a big sports person at the end mm-hmm. of that, I re- because I really look at it as a game. Yeah. I don't think it should be that serious. But I understand people put a lot into it, and there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it, too. 
And I think one of the things that I thought that was interesting about how they depicted everything with them was that, yes, they worked hard. Yes, they did play a lot and train and so on and so forth. But they never looked like they didn't enjoy what they were doing, even Mm -hmm. when he was playing outside with them in the rain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something to be said about that. Like, I don't... How can I put this in the words? I think sometimes we, in our culture, we put so much on an emphasis on like working hard and sacrificing and things like that, that we don't look at it, that there are some people that's just real good at what they do and real good at their craft, not necessarily because of how hard they work and how much they sacrifice, but because they actually love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And their sacrifice is so small and minute to them in comparison to them doing the thing that they love. Yeah. You know, he it wasn't like they were the, the, the fucking Jackson five and he's Joe Jackson. And he's yeah, because they, they hate it. They hate it. Right. Performance sometimes. Right. They're not like some little wind up dolls. And he like, here, you got to go do this. And you're not going to have a childhood. And you this, this, that and the third. He allowed them to have that. You know, and I think it paid off later on as we see, right? Yeah. So I don't know. That that was that was one thing that really just stood out to me. And that's something that you don't really see much in those in sports films, you know. It's always well, about this this struggle. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this. What did you think of the use of the gang members? Um I think. The first go round, it was cool. After that, it was just it was a little too much. Like when they so, showed up the second time, the second or third, the third time. Yeah, the third time it did feel a little like okay. yeah. When, um, but 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 I had to look it up because I was like, I gotta just. It's like I kind of remember hearing that might have happened, but I was like, let me just see. I couldn't remember, and I just want to shout out movie maker because in Tim because. Yeah. <laughs> The first thing, uh, well, the most accurate thing, it's like the second or third Google result, was literally Tim going through the memoir of Richard Williams and saying, here's what actually went down. So basically, the moment where he's beat up um, by uh, the gang does happen, but it's actually like a lot worse than what's in the movie. Like he lost teeth, they broke ribs, all kinds of shit like in real life. And he was upset and embarrassed by it. And some months later, after he recovered some, he went and got a pump shotgun and went over to the park. And he didn't find them. And he was real mad about it. And as he was driving back home, he saw the body on the ground of one of the gang members who had been you know, shot and killed. And he saw the grief that it was causing the families. And then he decided, you know what? No, I, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so they changed a, you know, a little bit of how it happened, but it did actually happen, you know, uh, almost exactly like that, which is, I mean, like, because I was like, if if that's not what happened, like, this this shouldn't be in here, but that's actually exactly what happened. Right, right. Yeah, that that was that was cool. And I I felt that that happened. I don't, I, I felt like if you, I'm with you, like, what would be the point of adding this if this actually didn't happen? Yeah. Um. But it, it was did. The, it it's was crazy. like the third time when they show up mm-hmm. and they like buddy and then, with them and stuff. Yeah, and then he went and got his pistol. 
Yeah. So no, they, no, they, no, they did. Not. No, I'm saying in in the movie that he, he goes and get his pistol. He's about to walk across the street, go go uh, confront him, and then the drive by happened. No, I'm cool with that part. I'm not. I'm talking about when they get cool with them. Oh know, yeah. When they when they when they're out there when they bring the coach and they like um pretty much like where you going, white boy, and stuff like that. Oh, that's, just, now that's the fourth time. Yeah, whatever it was, it felt forced. It felt yeah. like it was too much. Like I yeah, didn't need didn't to see that. them no more after that point. Um, and maybe that happened in real life. You know, if that happened, yeah, in real yeah, life, maybe that too happened. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. we making too much of, of you know things that actually happened for real. Right. But I don't know. That is the thing is I kind of remember like this these stories coming up from him somehow. And becoming part of like the Black Pantheon of stories, but I just I can't remember what it is and isn't real. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's kind of what happens as, as things move along. But um, so I think one thing we really should point out too is the casting is spectacular. Um, they really crushed it. Um, I was really shocked to see John uh, Bernthal in this movie. Yeah, that was pretty um, awesome. And he was fantastic. Like he he really he, man, he I, I watch this man in anything. <laughs> like he's so good. Same goes actually. Uh I, I, of course Will Smith is doing his thing. He was doing really good. And uh, I want to make I, I don't think I'm gonna say the actress's name properly. Um uh, I think it's uh on on Jane Ellis. On uh, Anjanu. Is it Anjanu? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're Anjanu right. Ellis. Uh, I'm gonna get your name right. I, I, I promise uh, <laughs> down the line. But she was spectacular in this movie. She was so good, and I thought really, you know, really kind of brought to bear the work that's forgotten that mothers do, oftentimes. Right. You know, in a lot of ways, even though it's called King Richard, it's kind of her movie. Mm-hmm. you know in some ways to me like when he's tripping you know she's there to to you know make sure and call him out on that especially near the end um where she's just basically like look you know i'm i'm you know here to support the situation i believe in what we're doing here but don't get it twisted though this ain't about you alone you know like I've I've sacrificed, I've done things to make this this situation work too. Like don't discredit, you know, what I've brought to the table here. You know, this ain't this is not a unilateral decision. You have to include Venus on things about what's gonna happen with this family. Like so, mm-hmm. and it was funny because like, you know, you could see, I mean, Richard Williams really back in the day was saying all that crazy stuff and making um, a bunch of uh, noise similar to LeVar Ball. I don't know if you're familiar with that in the NBA and his sons, the Ball brothers. Um, There's a long thing there that people who are familiar with sports would, would be familiar with. But it, it's very similar, but like probably more bombastic. Uh, but it was really interesting seeing how, you know, his insecurities – did come from a place uh, that felt real. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, like, they they are fine letting us know stuff about the fact that, you know, there were other uh, kids he had and and he was not perfect, you know, even in, in, mm-hmm. in certain aspects like that, too. Um, 
I just was surprised the movie decided to go there. I thought it was a, it was a, a bold decision and one that paid off um, in the moment when you're watching it. I just I didn't expect that at all. I didn't think this would be that kind of movie. Why? Because it's PG thirteen and it got Will Smith. <laughs> no, well, just. But I also think, like, it, just from the well, but the executive producers are the Williams sisters, and to make a choice to to share and bring back to the narrative of your history um, those mistakes as well. I think actually it's a, it's a it's a good choice. It's one people can learn from. It makes the movie even more compelling, more interesting in many ways that he was a rolling stone mm-hmm. um, and somebody who was trying to figure it out. So, like, you know, it kind of complicates even more, like, the idea of, like, the plane he came up with, like, you know, what did he do this for his other kids, too? And da, da, da. But, I mean, like, the movie doesn't have to d- dig into that. But the fact that it would allow us to, to look at that, I think, is... Um, it's a decision you don't have to make. You can choose not to do that. But, you know, I, I think that that really kind of brings to, you know, to light what was really driving a lot of that that hesitation. You know, there, there was um, his being scared of what would happen, um, but just also in his past, just maybe he felt like he had made some mistakes too prior to this. And he didn't want to do that again with his this particular family with the four girls in that house. I mean, excuse me, five. Excuse me. Yeah, he was probably you know. I mean, at the at the end of the day, I think that if you really and I think that's what. <laughs> let me see how I can say this. Like, um, it was as you were talking, it made me think about how when you, there's people. I would say, like, since, you know, I made my film, for example, there's people that come to me and they say, like, and I've heard other filmmakers say this, too, where people be like, and and rather they joking or for real, they be like, hey, my life is like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, we could make a, you know, we could write a script and make a movie based off my life, right? And... I've sometimes talked to people about that. And one thing that's interesting is that people, everybody feels that way, but really your life itself wouldn't make an interesting movie, right? Right, yeah. Especially if you're telling it just from the lens of how you view yourself and not as an actual interesting character, for example, meaning that, most people don't acknowledge themselves as a flawed person. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the majority of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so usually when people are telling a story about themselves, they make themselves seem way more of a hero than what they really are. And that's or, some of the stuff that people complained about. And that's not the same kind of thing, but with the last dance, some people, even Scotty Pippen, funny enough, accused Jordan of fluffing up a lot of things and, trying to just make himself look bigger and, you know, figuratively. Um, I, I didn't get that. You talking about the documentary? Yeah. If anything, it made me feel like he was more of an asshole than I ever thought he was. That's the thing that's funny. Yeah, like, yeah, I, like I, I, don't, I don't. That's kind of what makes it compelling. Like you said, like, it, it's a very unvarnished view into how he went about stuff. 
Yeah, but so so that lets you know if anybody else that's closer to him, like Scotty, say that it's fluff, then that means that he was way worse than what we thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you gotta think like as far as us, he's like a, a freaking superhero, right? He's like but super- but you gotta remember, maybe I think that's a bit of it, but also he wants credit, you know, he wants more credit. You know, Ooh, like Scotty. if if Jordan isn't the best of all time easily, then that means Scotty is more important. And it's like that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah, but you know, he you never know. got his due, and he didn't like that Mike was getting on him for like being selfish for doing the the injury, the surgery late in that last season. He didn't like, you know, that he called him out for like signing bad contract, just shit like that. Yeah, but you know, you know the guy, man. You know, he it is what it is, but I. Like you said, I mean, I think that is interesting. Normal, and the thing is, so th- there's a little bit of crossover here where this is a biopic, but the the way the characters are flawed, it's all about Richard rather than about the sisters. But then again, whatever kind of flaws they got, it's like okay, are those things that are interesting to like an audience to want to sit there and watch? Maybe right. it's not, and and yeah. I think that that's how you end up in a situation where you sent center the story around their father. Right, and it and it also gives us a a chance to see see them kind of grow in the process of yeah, how, and, and I think it, how they became what I guess people would consider to be tennis prodigies. Actually, uh, I'm so I just thought about this too. The way it's centered, because we do have a character that we're anchored to. That last scene works differently than it would if you're like with Venus, right? Right. Where you're like. You know, if you're with her, you got to be like in her head, like, oh, damn, like I'm struggling, da 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 or oh, I'm doing great. But like when you're just watching it, it's almost like you're rooting for her. And so like you get to be in that tense moment too, like like the way Richard is, like just unable to like to actually even go sit in the bleachers. Like, you know, he's walking back and forth, pacing the high five security guards. And then he saw seeing what's going on, like, oh, they're trying to make her tighten up, da 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 But like there's something – more interesting because like you feel like you're an audience member like you're you're just as um powerless to impact the result as he is right y'all you know you're y'all spectators so Mm -hmm. there's a way in which like choosing that perspective in many ways really does benefit the film and another thing about the perspective that i think is interesting and in even hearing you talk about it is that if you go from the perspective of Venus, who's actually going through it, it's like, this is the worst thing that could happen. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Whereas, it's a very like, different emotion you're, you're feeling. Right. Whereas I think from Richard's point of view, it's like, oh, like, this damn, this, she giving she giving her the business right now. Right, right. And, and I know she don't try her hardest. And I know if that woman didn't do what she did, she and threw her off her game, she would have straight smashed her. And right? you know it, it was like that because the sponsors were like, man, give her more money. Right. And 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 he knew, I feel like at that moment, I'm I'm just assuming that he knew either rather she win or loses, she she won either way yep. it go. Yep. And the thing when she was crying, talking about she let them down, he was like, No, you what? Seriously? No, you just you push the best player in the world. To to stoop to that kind of tactic to beat you like that is that's that's absolutely a victory, you right. know you won, and still man it's crazy like th- this is something like if you if you wrote in in a in a 
aspirational thing for kids for sports. Oh, this 14-year-old is gonna be the best in the world. You'd be like, man, it might as well be like a like some kind of goofy cartoon or like you know this ain't this ain't really happening but this happened in real life you know what i mean this ain't like mighty ducks or some shit or or um what's yeah. it what's that thing with the, um the dog that that dunks Airbud. Airbud. i was like i was about to call the man all kind of stuff well, yeah i, like I mean this ain't Airbud. <laughs> this happened yeah i like mike lord i ain't thought about that that's a bad movie yeah like mike is terrible um, but I was gonna say too, it's kind of like um I don't know what it made me think about like the first Rocky when he fights Apollo Creed. Oh, <laughs> and, I'm, I'm sorry. Finish finish your point, but now I want to say something about like Mike when you're done. No, nah, I was just gonna say that I think it's it people always are so used to like the hero having to win in the story. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they overlook the fact of like what really makes a person a winner and what really makes them successful. And I really do think if you really gave your all like that and that person and, and you and you still lost because you got to think she's a 13 year old kid going against a world a champion. Right. And it, mm-hmm. and it's and, and this person had to steep steep to doing what she did to do it. And then in fictional films, like 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 in the example of Rocky, when he fights Apollo Creed, at one point Apollo is giving his all. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's, it ain't even that Apollo did anything sneaky or whatever. He gets to a point in the fight where he like, oh, this shit is serious, and it gets to a <laughs> point where he's surviving at this, you know? Yeah. And and it's like that's when you like, damn he really really put up a fight like he really really did that and that's the same way i felt with this with this same with venus is that she did what she could could have done but this woman had to do some little slick shit to throw her off her game she might have been throwing fucking marbles on the court <laughs> doing all that man that is annoying that's it. i was telling around i said that's like if you playing street fighter with somebody and you whooping their ass the first round and then they just pause the game on the second round and walk off. <laughs> no, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie, that feels so racial though. Like, I mean, like when you go back and think about like a grown white woman <laughs> like doing this on a black little preteen, basically, bro. That's just so funny. <laughs> I gotta go tinkle, bro. You... Oh my god, it's just it's too fun. Now it'd be funny if it was any grown person to be frank, but. I mean, in the in the mid nineties, for that to happen, oh, oh man! The, and she the, was gone for like twenty minutes. Oh, but right, what was you gonna say about like Mike before you forget? Oh, just it was terrible, and that um, like we lived in a world where people thought Lil Bow Wow was marketable enough to do that. Maybe, maybe he see that's the thing. <laughs> he might have been if he didn't do like Mike, like. Some oh, people, nah, nah, some nah, people nah, well, nah. what I'm saying, some people make certain decisions in their career and it just changes how people view them and it, they never recover. From okay, them. but look, so you could say that. And I'm not calling this man a good actor because uh, we've seen, and I'm not calling him a bad one, just to be clear. Um, but if you look at Tyrese, he was able to act just well enough to, to make Baby Boy not be a disaster everybody else was acting acting circles around him um but you know and that's probably his best performance acting really um but he parlayed that 
into basically saying, oh, I'm going to just do movies now. Like, he just stopped making music. He just basically, you know, went straight to acting. He he knew how to network and play his role the way he was supposed to play. Boom. Barrow ain't had none of that. I think some people, you know, they can handle yeah, that crossover. Some people can't. But you know, we got Ice Cube, Ice T. We got a lot of rappers. Yeah, but you, know, you got to think they, they were like in like critically acclaimed films were like John that were directed by John Singleton. What <laughs> you see what I'm are, saying? Are, like, are you just are you just simply saying that Bow Wow, if you work with different people, maybe gets different results? I think that's what any actor. Like most there, there's very talented actors in the world, right? Like there's okay. some people that's like real good, but they might not have the best agent. And they might Are not. we talking about Dwayne Johnson now? What do you mean? Dwayne you mean Johnson got mean? some good. He got a good agent, apparently. Uh, his agent get him paid. That's what I'm saying. He get his, his, his you know, agent but, don't don't necessarily but, put him in great roles. I think you could say that for a lot of Jamie Foxx's career too. Right, right. So I think sometimes it's about you know picking the right roles. At the end of the day, like I've been listening to Will Smith's book, and even though Will Smith has had Maybe he probably only had a couple of roles that were like a hit or a miss, but he also dodged certain roles. He was supposed to be Neo. He was the first choice. He turned it down. And it, you know, it might not have been the best look for him, you know. Well, he said he said he would if he had understood it better, he right, would have right. taken. But he was like, when they were trying to explain it to pitch, he was like, nah, this don't Yeah, he wasn't feeling it. But he, but he also been in movies that were like huge blockbusters too. At the same time, so he mm-hmm. he know how to overall choose a pretty good role. Like let's let's not mention Wild Wild West, but everything that movie's yeah. fine. It's fine. Like why? Look, I, I'm I'm I understand the slander. I just like the movie more than most people. I don't. I, I you know what? It's this is how this is my thing. It's kind of like. Um, it has the potential that it could have been like real, like there's a potential where, I think there's a world where Wild Wild West could actually be good, right? Mm -hmm. I just don't think it was pulled off correctly. And I don't think Will Smith was the reason for it. I just think there was a lot. They made a lot of choices that were strange, including the villain with the yeah, yeah it's it, 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 it just some weird stuff. And man. there's a part of me that feels like that could work, like this steampunk type of thing. I like I like a lot but, of it, honestly. But, but I feel that it, it it wasn't consistent with the theme sometimes. And it and it wound up being a little too goofy at certain parts, too. It's kind of like I mean, I think that's fair. I yeah, I mean, if you could rein in some of it, yeah, I think it works a little better. I mean, but he's really good in his role, Will is. Um that's when he was still big Willie styling it up and just had that's, just charisma dripping off the screen at all times. I'm, time. I'm like, talking about dripping, dripping. He ain't did Man in Black by, at this point. Man, I still can do the, the Man in Black uh, song that, and dance after the bridge. Oh, yeah, that's going to go hard. But um, but anyway, enough of big Willie style. Um, I think this is a good place to um, wrap it up. Was there anything else you wanted to add about King Richard? Uh, check it out. Surprise me. I, I I gotta admit, when we we were thinking about talking about something else, and then we were like, that's ah, gonna take a while to finish. So let's maybe get out another week. 
See, I was looking at King Richard, but like when it, when it was said, I was like, ah, just, ah, this probably ain't gonna be good. But I, I I really did enjoy this movie, like genuinely. So um, and, and it surprised me in a lot of ways. And you know, when you're a, a parent, it also certain pieces of it hit you a little different too. But I just overall thought it was really good. Um, there's some some things you can nitpick about, but overall, this is uh, probably gonna surpass your initial expectation. Right, I agree. Well, um, with that, you guys can check us out on social meets at um, Instagram at the Low Key Pod. Also, check out um, Movie Maker Magazine. You can visit moviemaker.com. And um, we'll have um, something new for you guys coming up soon. And thanks for rocking with us. And we out of here. All right. I'll let y'all on the next one. Peace.